Welcome to the Post-Christian Podcast. My name is Eric Bryant. I'm one of the executive pastors at Gateway in Austin, Texas. My foundation exists to equip and empower church leaders in reaching new people and raising up leaders. I'm the author of Not Like Me and Fruitful, Becoming Who God Created You to Be. Join me on social media for Through the New Testament for Skeptics and Seekers. And be sure to sign up for my email newsletter where you can receive free resources at ericbryant.org. On today's episode of the Post-Christian Podcast, I'm excited to have with me Dr. Henry Zonio. How are you doing, Henry? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. We go way back. When I was at Mosaic, I think you were actually more involved in family and children's ministry. Yeah, I was a children's pastor at the time and lived in, I think, yeah, I was in Canada at the time too, so. That's right. That's right. And you've gone back to your alma mater and have been working at Asbury the last nine years. Tell us what you're doing on the campus, and then I'd love to just jump into what's been happening. Yeah, no. Um, so this is my ninth year at Asbury. Um, so I was an adjunct. Um, I teach sociology courses. And then the past two years, um, I've been um, the full-time director for what's called the Center for Academic Excellence, which is our everything for academic support services, so tutoring, everything to help students do well in class. So, so that's what we do um, and have been doing that for the past two years and still teaching sociology courses as well. So. Well, as a sociologist, as an alum, I'm sure you're familiar with what God has done at Asbury in the past. Tell us what these last few weeks have been like. Uh, we're having this conversation on February 20th, Monday. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, it started as a chapel on February 8th, if I remember right. Yep, that is Talk correct. Talk a little bit about what life has been like on campus. Um, yeah, no, it's, so I'll tell, like, I'll start at the beginning of like where, how things started. So yeah, February 8th, which is like almost two weeks ago where I, anyway, I, I've lost, we've lost track of days. Um, almost three weeks ago, I guess it's, yeah, two and a half weeks ago. So on our campus, we have chapel three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 10 to 11. It's like in between class. So class, we have class from nine to 10. Everything stops at 10 o'clock. Everybody has to go, like all the students are required to go to chapel. They have a certain number of chapels they have to go to every semester. And then class at 11. So um, so that's just a part of our normal rhythm at Asbury. And um, yeah, I mean, we had a chapel. It was, it's for all intents and purposes, it was a normal chapel. I mean, I would even say not a very remarkable chapel. Um the speaker, he's spoken before, he was speaking on, um, so every semester we have a series that we go through. And so the series this semester is Love in Action. So he was just talking about that. And then at the end, as with a number of our chapels, invite students like to stay and pray if they want to, um, as long as they they don't have to go to class or something like that. But um, I mean, students stay even if not, but, and the worship band, usually just plays finishes out a song and people end up trickling out and are done. Um, I wasn't in chapel, but um, as I've talked with different people who were in there that day, um, the students who were praying, and it was just a handful, I think it was like 12, 15 students, something like that, um, kept on praying. And, and on this day, it was our gospel choir who was leading and they just felt a sense to keep on playing, like to keep on singing. Um, and then, um, 
At about one or two o'clock in the afternoon, the president of our university, Dr. Kevin Brown, he sent out an email just to everybody saying, hey, there's some students who are still praying and worshiping. Come check it out. Come join if you want to. Um, and then at that point, um, I was I was still working in my office. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. And um, and then other people kept on going. It's like, have you gone to chapel yet? I'm like, no. I'm like, you need to go check it out. I'm like, I'll check it out on the way, like when on my way out. Um, kind of like just a little bit skeptical. I mean, it's like, okay, so students are that's great, you know, like, but some people were already just like, I think there's something going on. I'm like, okay, well, good. Um, so I stopped by on the way out and so our chapel has a bottom floor and then we have a balcony around. There's about 1,500 people and all that could sit in there if it was full. The whole bottom floor was full of a lot of students and faculty and staff, like just people in the gospel car was still up there. I mean, they had not stopped. They had been wow. there since 10 in the morning, like again, 11 um, finishing, but they've gone through and just, I noticed the diversity of students who were in there, um, like are, I mean, we're a predominantly white institution, but I mean, we've got about 20% diversity, which is, I mean, it's could be better, but I mean, for the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, um, as I, we're, we're proud of that so far and keep on moving in that direction. I mean, a diversity of like, I know these students, so a diversity of like political and ideological beliefs all in there, worshiping um, and seeking God all at the, like all of them together in um, that I realized at that point, I'm like, there's something else going on here. Um, and so I stayed for a little bit and then um, I went home and got back in the morning and heard that it hadn't stopped. Um, so so that's how it started. Like it just started and then um, more students kept on coming. I guess some students that they had slept in the chapel or stayed overnight and it just kept on going. And then eventually like community members and Wilmore showed up and a couple people, I mean, of course, students tweeted about it or like put stuff on Facebook, Instagram, and then people just started showing up. It was, it's been wild since then. Yeah. And so now it's what, February 20th. Um, and over the weekend, um, it was really wild. Like Sunday, I wasn't there. I live in Lexington, which is about 20 minutes away. And um, at about yesterday, at about four, um, one of uh, my colleagues at, in Wilmore um, put on Facebook said, if you're planning on coming to Wilmore, don't because law enforcement's turning people away. They were just full. Like Wilmore itself could not handle any more cars. Um, so, I mean, in effect, Wilmore got closed <laughs> um, because of just the infrastructure couldn't handle the number of people that were there. So, um, well, but yeah, I mean, it's. It's remarkable. I mean, if you haven't looked online, go to Facebook and just look up Asbury, look, go into TikTok, lots of videos there. I think what's really remarkable, I, I, I heard some interviews of those involved. One of the worship leaders said, you know, 10 hours went by. He didn't even realize it. He wasn't tired <laughs> at all. There was a verse that really resonated, Hebrews 12, 14, that seems to be at least uh, one of those I heard interviewed describe. It was a pursuit of God's presence, uh, a, a, a confession, not out of condemnation, but a repentance mm -hmm. to, to be closer to God and to hear these students, you know, Gen Z and their desire to stay close to God. I mean, there's only 1700 students on your campus. 
So to fill up the ground floor, and then since then, people coming from all over, I mean, notables like Louis Giglio and Carrie Job and Jenny Allen, I mean, people just... Yeah, I mean, it's people that we didn't even know, like, after the fact, I'm like, oh, they were here, and they, I mean, they just got in line with everyone else, like, um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing, like, the, it's, and how it's changed each time, but the thing that's been, I guess, the common theme through um, is just this seeking God, like, just people are showing up and seeking out God, like, the, at the beginning, students, like, gave testimonies, um, and of, of just that God meeting them. I mean, it's a, I've been working with these, again, I've been working at this university for nine years. And the past couple of years, there's just been an uptick in students' anxiety. Um, I mean, part of it, a lot of it has to do with COVID and all of the, after we're seeing the after effects of it. Um, yeah, it's, and I work in academic services. So it's like students coming down who are stressed out about, just life and tests and all of these different things. And it's not just your normal, I'm anxious about a test, like severe anxiety. Um, and I'm close friends with um, the people in the counseling and they've seen an uptick um, in students showing up with a lot of different things. And we're hearing like students who are, um, they're feeling peace, like that they're feeling a sense of freedom in these things. Students who have been neglected, um, reluctant to get help are now like, yes, I, I need to go get help because I this is a way that God's going to set me free from this. And so we've heard a lot of those different things um, and a lot of life change. And and the, again, the biggest thing is just they're just wanting to get closer to God. Um, it's just amazing to be in that space in the times that I've been able to be in that space and just see, again, lots of different people just wanting more of God. Um, so it's been I think that's been one of the biggest hallmarks of it. Um, no big names. <laughs> I mean, they, they're, I've heard the number of times, like I've, um, people have called and said, hey, you know, we want help with worship or do I? And it's like, no, our, stu this is, our students have got it. Um, we've got it. Um, and so we've tried to, as best as possible, keep it student-centered because it started with them. Um, and then even today, like Monday, it's Monday the 20th, Today um, in the afternoon was the last service that we had open to the general public. Um, tonight, it's just going to be college and high school students, and it'll, that'll be until Wednesday. And then on Thursday, this has been in the works for quite a while, that Asbury was going to be the simulcast point for the um, um, Collegiate Day of Prayer, which was planned for months ago. Like, this was done months wow. and months ago. And so that's only open to um, students as well. So... So yeah, it's it, it's been wild seeing what God's doing. It's, uh, it's been stressful on the logistics end, but um, but yeah, we're just we're just in awe of what God is doing, um, and just hoping and seeing like, okay, so what happens from here? Well, and I think the way you and the leadership at Asbury has handled this has been just really notable. I just appreciate so much. I've heard there's long lines that might take you an hour or two to even get into the chapel. And if you are 25 or younger, you get kind of moved in. I mean, this is a movement yeah. among students. Let's keep it with the students. What are some of the other, I mean, you're the director of academic excellence. What has happened with classes and how are you continuing to move forward as you're letting God move so freely there? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, Asbury University, it's primary calling is to be a Christian liberal arts university where we 
focus on academic excellence and spiritual vitality. That's our motto. Um, so it's it's educating the mind, spirit, body, um, the whole, like the whole self. And so that being our primary call, we just felt like, well, we need to keep on doing that. It's like, yes, God's doing this great thing. And so um, so we've still been having classes and keeping things going. And um, a, a section of our, our leadership um, transitioned, especially the first weekend that this happened. And we're like, oh, my gosh, people are coming. What are we going to do? Um, I've been taking care of those logistics. So people are going back and forth. So, I mean, today I spent two hours um, we set up a space just for college students um, to process and a quiet space away from the auditorium. So I was in there for a couple hours just hanging out and students were like we had stations for painting and all this other stuff. Um, I've stood in line helping people get in line and stuff. Um, colleagues. So it's funny because like the, a lot of these people don't realize like so you have people with PhDs who are helping like doing bag checks. And I mean, it's all of these different logistics because I mean we have a whole bunch of people so it's like we're thinking of safety and all these other things and the city of Wilmore has been great they've been um we've had like as far as law enforcement from all over different counties have chipped in to help with just all of those different logistics but yeah I mean still a university we have midterms this week so um students are they're a little stressed out they're tired but they're doing well and I mean in my office we're here to help them so um so yeah, it's it's been interesting. Like usually, because again, I mean, with the spirit that academic excellence, spiritual vitality, we see what we do like academically as an act of worship, and it's usually pretty seamless. And it's like, well, here's where things just bump into each other, and we're just gonna have to figure it out. And so that's what we're doing. Um, I love it. I feel like you know there is a history in our country of young people who devote themselves to prayer and and repentance and and spiritual awakening that comes mm-hmm. or it's not just unique to America but I do think you know there's this film Jesus Revolution that's coming out even in my own experience uh, the last uh chapter of my first book I tell the story in college where the speaker Dave Busby invited us as an invitation to come and confess on the microphone what we need Jesus to do for us using that passage mm-hmm. where the blind man is asking Jesus to heal him. And I remember thinking, wait, that's not the kind of invitation I was expecting. And it was a really powerful moment and probably, I don't know, one, two, three hours of confession and and people just bearing their heart. And it was a really beautiful time. And I don't know if revival broke out, but I do know that it changed the trajectory of my life. And, And hearing about other campuses, similar things starting to happen what yeah. is some of the advice you give to others who are leading Gen Z or on the university context? Like, how do you foster this, keep it organic, but not um, micromanage? Like, talk a little bit about navigating that. Uh, yeah, it's a, I, I mean, I, full transparency, like I'm not at the upper echelons of like the of, of the administrators who are making these different decisions and stuff. But I mean, they're good friends of mine. It's like, I know all of them really well. Um, I mean, we're a small college, so we we know each other and we're holding each other up and praying for each other. I think one of the things at the very beginning of this, and still I think throughout this time, that we've taken on the post, like as a person, faculty and staff, realizing, okay, God's doing something here. We're not, <laughs> we're not in con- trying to control what's going on, but 
looking at it as stewarding, like how can we steward this time to, to steward what God's doing, be hospitable to all the thousands of people who are coming to see what's going on and experience what's going on. And then how do we also continue to take care of our students? And so um, I think that's how we, we've seen ourselves as like, okay, we're sort of like, you know, like when your child has a birthday party, it's like you just keep things going so that the kids can have fun and all that. It's like, I think we see that it's like, these are all our kids. I mean, these college kids, it's like God, yes, is touching us, but it started with them and God, it's like, so we're, it's like, we're keeping things going so that they can experience what God has for them. And in the midst of it, like, so we, we have some years on us. So it's like, we can go back and forth. We can navigate this, this tension between all the spiritual stuff and then all the practical stuff. Right. And so it's like, we're, we'll, we'll do that. Like God put us here, um, to, to be here for these students. And so, so that's, I mean, so we're, we're juggling all of that. I mean, it's, hasn't been perfect all the time. Um, but one of the the things that we keep on saying, it's like people spend like a year planning something that was something that would be as big as this. We only had like days, even, even not even that. And it changes from hour to hour, like every, every couple of hours, things change because it's like, oh, wait, we need to take care of this. Oh, wait, here's something else that we didn't do. Or here's something else that we need to keep in. And so it's catching all of those logistics as they come. Um, so that again, so this is a safe place um, for the people who are coming safe that, that our students feel as cared for and taken care of as much as possible. Um, and we've had a lot of help from all over. I mean, people have been donating things. Um, the Salvation Army showed up to help with like um, food and um, hot chocolate and coffee with people standing in lines. And um, there's just been an overwhelming pouring of like um, volunteers showing up, people providing food for our volunteers, for people like, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing, but um, it's definitely a lot. So, but yeah, trying to balance that and, um, and again, trying to make space for those students, like for the worship teams, um, we've kept the students in as the worship leaders, um, the, and again, creating specific space for the students um, so that it's like, yes, we're, we're glad all these people are coming, but we want to make sure that students who are coming, that they are able to to experience what's going on so that they can take those back to their campuses. And yeah, like you said, we're, we're hearing stories from all over the place of um, prayer and all of this, like just an outpouring of the spirit in a lot of other places. Well, it's beautiful. I, I'm just grateful for you, Henry, for sharing a little bit about your experience there. You know, some of the videos I've seen and stories I've heard people not only finding healing for the anxiety they've experienced, but even seeing people coming up and bringing money to this young adult who was, you know, just out of college and didn't have enough money, <laughs> you know, people uh, all of a sudden praying for a woman who's having a seizure and and she's uh, seemingly healed through that experience. I just love what we're seeing there. I want to read that verse, make every effort to live in peace with all and to be holy because without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Is there something else you've seen, Henry, that you just wanted to share with another story, perhaps from the students or from the this ongoing chapel that you think would encourage folks. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just is just seeing the students seeking God. Um, 
mean, even like our own students, Asbury students, I mean, they're tired. Um, people have been in their space and not just like a couple people, thousands and thousands of people. And like, so even going to their dorm rooms, it's like, it's not even quiet because there's so many people out there. But in all of it, like they've, in the midst, I guess they voice their frustration, but then in the midst of it, they realize, you know, God's still doing something. Um, so it's been, it's been a privilege to see them um, being so gracious um, in the midst of this as well. Cause, cause you, know, I mean, you can imagine it's like, oh, well, this just started with us. And then now all of a sudden, it's sort of like a party that kind of went out of control. So, um, <laughs> but they've been very gracious and one, it was cool. I'll tell this one more story. Um, so on so it started on the 8th on that weekend we had um we already had planned um a scholarship competition weekend so we had 93 high school students on our campus in addition to what was going on who were competing for scholarships um and so it's like oh what do we do well i guess we keep on just keep doing it i'm um, like that's and so it was neat. Like, so we had our chapel service and it was just, again, our normal chapel service. Um, and we've, again, we've tried to maintain those normal times. And um, I remember at the end, um, like students came up and even like um, some of the visiting students who didn't have to go off to an interview or something. Um, and I remember I was at the front praying with students and there was this one high school student who was visiting and he would, um, he was praying and his mom looked at me and said, can you pray, pray for him? And not in a, it was just this, not in a, a thing of like, oh, you're missing out, but a desperate, can you just pray for him? And I'm like, of course, like, and so it was just, it was, that was a picture that's held on to me as far as like the, the desire of not just these children, like not children. I mean, they're old, they're, they're, they're young adults, like these um, young adults seeking out God, but even like, the, the desire for their parents and the adults who are around them to support them in that. Um, and so that, that I think that, that was a beautiful picture for me when I, like, I thought back to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is, this is where it is. It's like, we're as those of us who are older, like to be praying for and supporting um, these up and coming, like, the younger generation of leaders who are there um, and taking our cues from them as well. Not just, and not just stepping in and saying, well, this is the way it's supposed to be done. It's like, like, cause what's been happening. Um, I mean, we're hesitant to call it a revival. I think we can only do that in retrospect later on, but in this outpouring is the language that we've been using. Um, while Asbury has had this history and you can look it up on our website it, this one looks different than other ones. Um, um, so, and I think it's because of, again, it's, it's based on what these students are, have been going through and what they're needing. And so God's meeting them. So yeah. that's just been amazing to, to be a part of that. So, yeah. well, I love it. Thank you for opening your campus. I think some of the new rules are probably wise, but it made this spread across, uh, you know, our country, across the planet in other places through young adults and through the churches. Thank you, Henry, for what you're doing. God bless you and all those there at Asbury. Great. Thanks, Eric. It was nice talking to you. Thanks for joining us on the Post-Christian Podcast. More resources available at ericbryant.org.